We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the PGP, the show within the show, the show about the show, which we do once a week here on CBS Sports Radio and Play.it. And this takes you behind the scenes of the DA. And Mraz always joins me. You can always download the PGP by going to iTunes and simply searching Permission Granted Podcast or by finding it on our normal iTunes feed. Now, Mraz, big doings today is Katie Linendahl, our gadget guru, joined us on the show and joined us in studio. She's awesome because she brings us all these cool techie gadgety gifts. Now, she brought Pete Bellotti, the body, not a gadgety gift, but pajamas that were Mario from Mario and Luigi because the body for Halloween went as Luigi because he has been adamant that Luigi doesn't get enough respect. No respect. So she gave him Mario pajamas, which was amazing. So funny. you were behind the scenes. Bogish was telling me that he was actually getting kind of emotional, like kind of choked up. Yeah. So at first, we we do need, and we would be... Wrong if we didn't bring this up. Pete, it took him what felt like an hour and a half to open the damn box that the pajamas came in. He was having a really bad morning. He's feeling under the weather. They were poking fun at him on the Geo and Jones show, and he just came into the today miserable. Miserable. But he was excited for Katie. Then when he gets that, and Pete's a, a guy who very much like a beaten dog recently, okay? So he, he opens it up, finally gets it open, and he sees the pajamas, and it was the idea for him that Katie Linendahl, who only knows Pete from coming in here, had thought enough about and remembered that Pete wore the Luigi. Like, we remember, but for him to look at her and, and she remembers and then comes with a personalized gift, it was as if, you know, he had gotten the best gift ever. Now, I don't know what his family's ever gotten him for Christmas, but I could see, like, his eyes were welling up. Like, it had meant so much to him when in the great scheme of things from the outside, I mean, they're just a pair of pajama pants, Pete. Recognition. That's the key word. Finally, somebody had recognized Pete. He it's like must, a Disney movie. He must feel completely overlooked here at CBS Sports Radio that the bosses and management just do not, they they don't value him. That must be where this stems from. I would bet a lot of money that this is where this stems from. <laughs> just having some off-air Which conversations with Pete. Which is why he hates Mario, because Luigi's overlooked. Yeah, it's and people thought that Luigi thing was a joke. No, that was some real you know, inner workings of Pete. Like... <laughs> Pete's not paying to go to a therapy, and he could tell you CBS Sports Radio doesn't pay him enough to go to therapy. <laughs> so that was a real therapy session for him. And then I think Katie Linendahl had a breakthrough today by giving him giving him these pants. And now it's kind of funny because it relates to my theory with, you know, you give me a cookie, I'll work harder. And Pete is fired up right now to work for the DA show because 
oftentimes he has told me when other guests come in, and I know this happened the day before on Gio and Jones, when other guests come in and they might bring some stuff, hey, thanks for looking out, it's usually, you know, maybe the host, anchor, producer, and he is always the one left out. So for him to take part in the presence and the gifts today, that said a lot because I'm telling you right now, just the day before, a similar situation happened with Gio and Jones, and I know Gio had to give Pete like a pity version of his gift, and Pete was not happy about it. No. No, so he's not happy. Not happy. So now, to know, not only did he get something, you know, a piece of the cookie, he got something that was thoughtful and thought went into it from somebody who really doesn't know him. That meant so much to him. Yeah, we've... Pete's got middle child syndrome, if you will, at CBS Sports Radio. And Bilotti is now going to go to his grave as a DA show guy. He already changed his Twitter because he's a DA show guy. I know, that guy. was on last week's PGP. Yes. He's now Pete the Body. Pete the Body. And that was a nickname that we bestowed upon him. He's going to go to his grave as a DA show guy. We got him in. He's now part of the mafia. He's part of the family. And, you know, if we really want to go, because I could write the 30 for 30 for Pete Bellotti. I've seen him <laughs> for seven years. I mean, this is a guy who worked on Mike Francesa's show for years, came over and was on the original TBD morning show on CBS Sports Radio. He's seen, when Dana Jacobson was part of our morning show. He's seen great shows, and he's seen shows that fail, and he's been a part of them all. But I can honestly tell you that Pete, I think at this point, and it's really funny because he works on two shows at the same time. When our show starts at 9 a.m. Eastern, it's the happiest I've seen him in seven years. And it really could have gotten off to a rocky start because in our first week, and not to go too behind the scenes here, but this is what the PGP is for. In the first week of the new time slot, Pete had made a mistake bumping back with something, and I had given you, shocking, a wrong fact in your ear over something you were talking about. And I distinctly remember this, and I'll never forget it because it's the only time it's happened with Pete. Where you, as soon as the segment ended, you pointed at me with an angry voice and said, you, don't give me any wrong facts anymore. And you pointed at Pete and said, you, don't bump back like or something like that anymore. Play the right clip. Play the right clip or something like that. And you said it very sternly, like, I'm not going to take any nonsense. For the record, we've virtually thrown a perfect game since then in the new time slot because we've gotten very few angry DAs. Maybe you're just happy with the new time slot. I've been relieved with it. But Pete, I remember him turning around and going, oh, I've been here seven years. How dare somebody like that talk to me like that? And he got like all welled up like, like, oh, no, here comes another show that's going to mistreat me. And his rebound and very quick progression into his respect for you and respect for the show after that has been phenomenal that uh, he actually brought that point up. because You know, I, I really thought it was going to get off to a rocky start. He loves his life with us now. And I think that's it's a great storybook ending. It's really like the movie Invincible where Mark Warburg <laughs> becomes a Philadelphia Eagle. <laughs> Well, and I'll tell you why it's important. This is a good behind-the-scenes little anecdote, is because I would never disrespect who works on the show. It's more about we got to get it right. And even though I make fun of you and we we bust your chops, you know that there is a mutual respect here. And that's, I still wouldn't be here if there wasn't, I think. Yeah, and that's when it comes down to Pete. What Pete, I'm sure, saw was we have to do this the right way. We've got to get it right, but... I respect the hell out of him, and he's part of our family, and we just have high expectations around here. Pete likes that. Pete the, Pete likes a high-expectation place. Well, Pete, which is shocking. Because he's worked for some sloppy shows, he's, I bet. He's worked for some sloppy shows, and I'm, Pete is the opposite of me in this. Nobody, and I mean nobody, despite if a company mistreats him or or whatever, takes more pride in their work and pride for the company they work for than Pete. Right. And I think that's why he gets frustrated, I think, with management, I think, with other shows because people, I think, overlook him and he doesn't realize, like, I'm putting, I'm the one who actually cares where other people don't care. Let's be honest here. A lot of times I, I maybe will half-ass it and don't care. They've been well-documented on the show. <laughs> he, he has more pride and care in the world. Like, he... 
he wants to be proud that he works on the DA show. Like that's that's like a badge of honor for him. Me, it's like, ah, hey, whatever. You know, Pete, it's a big deal. <laughs> so so that means a lot to him. You know, yes. he lo- you know, so he respects it. If you care, he wants to care. Yes. And that's where he and I relate. We care a lot. And that's what the definition of the show is. So that's why I love having him as part of the show. And he'll always be one of my guys because he cares as much as I do. Which is why I love Pete and which is why I loved seeing him actually get a little welled up today when he got Mario Kart pajamas. And we're going to have Pete on side B of the PGB, not to tease ahead. I'm going to ask him flat out, was this the greatest day he worked on DA Show history? Because not only that, we well, have one of his favorite wrestlers of all time on the show, Mick Foley, as well. Could have been his greatest day in radio in general. Okay, you know He's what? only been working for us uh, since April. Pete's a radio guy, been a long time. I'm, I will ask him that. Yeah. Was today the greatest day he's had in his radio career? So we've also got the 12 DAs going on right now. And uh, so far, so good. We've had three of the first four out. Friday, we'll finally get to number 12. But three of the first four out, we've had Calvin. Calvin saying hot peppers, cracking us up. We had, um, what else did we have? We had the Girl Scout cookie cover-up. Right, the Girl Scout cookie caper where we realized, when we found out, we were tipped off by a listener, by a caller that worked for Keebler, that uh, Girl Scout cookies are Keebler cookies, but just with different names. And I can tell you right now, I don't remember what Monday's was, but it was something involving me because I know the first four out had two involving me. And I wanted to space them out, so I know Thursday's show will have the last first of four out involving me. And now I can't freaking remember what the heck Monday was. I, I have so much in my now. mind. Gonna look up, look it up. Do 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 do. I might actually be able to look it up right now too. Let's see who wins. Twelve da. Oh, you thought that Doris Roberts was hot and didn't know she was dead. Yeah, that's right. Forgot Doris Roberts. Yeah. Broke. Who I'd, I'd like to say is the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond, but really his wife would be the mom. Or no, they don't have kids? Oh, they have kids. Oh, Three okay. kids. It's, But still, it's Raymond's mother on yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond, and also a mother in Christmas Vacation, which was referenced several times with Katie Linendahl. Yeah. Yeah, so that's been the first three. They, they've all been really good. I, it's kind of shocking that they're not part of the top 12. Our top 12 is really that deep. Yeah, and we went over the final. The list is now finalized. So we're, we're going to know here 12 through 1 what pops starting Friday. I'm excited about it. I know I'm hard at work for once, you know, cutting all these audio clips. The one thing, if we're going to, this is behind the scenes, I would love to know if our listeners feel if the 12 DAs are rushed at all, if we're not giving them their proper time. Because in the past shows, we've had four-hour shows where we've given them entire segments, and now we're including the 12 DAs combined in other stuff with segments because there's just so much that goes into a three-hour show. So I'm curious if we're overthinking this and over, or if listeners are noticing and they want a little expansion. Yeah, we, we're working with a three-hour show, so we got to boil everything down a little bit. It's a I, Chip Kelly offense. It really is. It's a blur offense. I think we should think about putting together a poll with the top 12 mm-hmm. and seeing how the listeners vote them. Okay. As they get released. You know, we'll start it on Friday. And so maybe we, see how our vote related to their vote? Yeah. I think that's totally cool. I think we did that in the overnights one time. But I think we actually listened to their vote. Are you burping? I yeah, I just I had a little lunch. I think we did listen to their vote, and I think that that was part of how we tallied where was what. But much like that guy John Scott making the NHL All-Star team, eventually we had to wipe out their vote count. <laughs> like their vote couldn't count. We had to make those decisions. We'll compare it to our vote, but unfortunately the fan vote this year didn't count. Yeah. Now, do we reveal something about the way we vote on the list, or is that should we keep the secret? I thought you, I thought you were going to say, do we reveal the top 12? No, 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 no. Like, in other words... Do we give a list the poll, say, here's the 12, the final 12, you rank them? No, I think that's fine. You think I, that's fine? I think that's fine. I don't okay. think there should be any secret. Because the last thing I think you want to do 
is get to number one, and there's a group of listeners out there who think they know what number one is and already listened to 11, and then they go, oh, my God, this moment wasn't even in the top 12 of the four, and then they're, like, disappointed and disgusted right. by the first moment, okay. and then they don't appreciate it. Okay. If that makes any sense. What I was going to say is there's a little science that goes into the way we rank the 12. Should we let that secret out or just let that secret die with us? Um. Yeah, I think that there should be some secrecy because okay. it's like the, the playoff committee. You know, and you'll never know. We're taking the 12 best clips. We're taking the 12 best clips. Forget it. That's it. We're taking the 12. I was best really clips. ready to open the vault here on people, but we won't. Well, it's not that anything that I wouldn't want out there, but I just think that it's an important process that we need to keep integrity on. Okay. It very much is like the college football playoff committee. We'll just say that. Conference champs don't necessarily just get in. Right. That's exactly right. It's the best way I'll put it. And I would say that this 12, I mean, the fact that we had three really good ones that didn't even make the top 12, pretty, pretty insane. Well, and this is the first year that we're actually doing rejoiners with moments that get stuck in the chimney. So forget <laughs> right. Forget those four moments that were the first four out. There are other moments that you're like, wow, these had to be rushed into 20-second rejoiners. Which I think is also cool too that we're we're you know unloading the vault if you will yes. like not just counting out the ones that got voted out. Do we have overall in our five years all of the twelve DAs saved somewhere? Yes, so, every single twelve DA ever and every single candidate ever is saved. That's tremendous. So we've got the. Archive. I actually have a good filing cabinet in my folder. It's in my personalized folder here at CBS Sports Radio. So I bring this up because I wonder if we should do a five year anniversary show where we empty out the vault. Yeah, you were going to empty out the drop vault one day. I was going to empty out the drop vault. But for a fifth-year anniversary, five years, which would be, it'll be January 18, January 2nd, 2018. That'll be five years. Wow. Holy cow. So we Boy, could, how many words have I said wrong in five years? You know what maybe we should do? We should have a five-year anniversary show right after the Super Bowl. Yes. During the abyss. Can we make, what? all right, what would be the length allowed by bosses of us to make some kind of, like, audio montage of, like, clips from the show in five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. we just hit the play button, maybe underneath, like, some music, you know, Simply the Best or something playing, and we go through almost like it's, like, one of the Rush segments in a Seinfeld Clips episode. Yeah. Where they kind of, like, rush through, you know, we've had the time of your life, you know, you play that. What would be the length of time we'd be allowed? Because we have so many clips you can get in rapid fire there. Well, if I could convince them we really want to do a 50-year anniversary show. And I got this idea because Conan O'Brien did a – he did Late Night with Conan, I think it was, or the late – the whatever they called it. I once went to a taping. I used to love the old Conan show when it was on the late nights at NBC. And they did a five-year anniversary show. You could find that. I, I bought that on VHS once. I used to watch it all the time because they – they just emptied out like all these weird old things that you never saw. And I was like, right. this is brilliant. And nobody ever really does a five-year anniversary show. So now that we're hitting the five-year, I think if I can convince the, the boss that this is a good idea and we do it middle of February, after the Super Bowl, nothing's going on. As opposed to having a chicken challenge there, if you will. Yeah. We could also probably throw no, a chicken challenge maybe like late February. But let's say, okay, so maybe it's in place of the chicken challenge. I think I could, if I convince them, I think every segment could be a retrospective segment. And do we bring back a Kenny Brock, a Steve Moralia, a Joe D'Aloisio? Sure, yeah. And kind of, you know, yes, you know, spitball for a little bit. Well, because we have twelve segments to work with, uh, three se no nine segments, three segments, three hours. My thought would be at the top of each hour, they're still going to want us to do a regular sports segment. Maybe the 20s maybe but think about those days in the middle of February. What I'm going to have to have. 
a February NBA take. Right. I mean, so, okay, maybe I have a small sports take at the top of these hours. Well, you know what? When Jim Rome has the smack-off show, does he have any sports takes throughout that whole show? Mm, I don't think so. This could be our equivalent of that. Yeah. Now, it's only get, we can't do it every year. No, no, no. But this Five, special, 10, 15, right. depending on how long we go. So, yeah, I think it would be great. Like, think about taking the 12 days of Christmas every year, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, and combining that into one 15-minute segment each year. And we just play that segment. It's like, here's the best of 2013. Here's the best of 2014. Here's the best of 2015. And then maybe sprinkled in, you have Brock and Moralia and Joe D, and we kind of talk about some of the memories. That would be pretty freaking awesome. I wonder, and now I'm really getting creative here, you with all your nomad technology and all the past videos we've done, could we create a teaser where there's a shot of us running the 40-yard dash and, you know, a shot of the wing off, uh, you know, shots of us walking, you know, through the San Francisco as we eat Ghirardelli. And, you know, you do a bunch of the different stuff we have on video and kind of releases like a teaser, like here's the show that's coming. Sure. Absolutely that can happen. I think there's a lot there. And I would love, because there's a lot of listeners that are just, they, they joined this year or last year or with this new time slot. There's stuff that they may never be aware of. Oh, totally. There's probably, wouldn't you say that from year one, overnights, 80% of our audience wouldn't have heard any of those overnight clips? Yeah. I think 80 is a good number. There's definitely the day ones that have been with us through and through. Yeah. But for sure, there are people listening to us every day now who maybe the biggest fans of the show who really have no idea who Painkiller Pat is. And I would love to hear, like, what was number six in 2013? Yeah, I mean, I have I have them all numbered, too. Yeah. So that's all there. I, I have no idea. I, I don't – I forget half the clips. I know. I bet you if I went through a folder right now, I'd be like, oh, man, you remember that? And it's, like, not even in my brain at all. Yeah, because there were some that from this year I had forgotten. Yeah, and imagine every other year. And I'm telling you, not just the moments. I have every candidate we ever pulled. Which would be really cool. Yeah. Because you can go to those, too. They were obviously worthy enough. Yeah. So, I think there's something there. That's, you know, and then, by the way, we do that show. That's when Bilotti gets a little jealous. You know, when you have the Moralia, the Joe D, (laughs) Kenny Brock, and, you know, he's forgotten about for two and a half hours till we get to 2017. We'll all be pretty. He'll forget about the pajama pants real quick. We got our holiday, our annual holiday dinner coming up. I don't know when we're going to do it. Pete, Pete was nasty about that today, too. Oh, no. Why? Quote, can we just pick a freaking date already? Because what's going to happen is Christmas is going to come and gone, and I'm not going to eat. Like, he won't eat the whole month because right. we didn't do right. this. And then he goes, and we should all just do it right at the show at noon. I go, well, Pete, I have three sports minutes to do. Now, if we did it at 3 o'clock in the scene, we're doing early dinner. I go, but what do you think? The bosses are just going to let me get out of my work because the A's serving me chicken parm? I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> but he was on edge about that before the pants, too. He just wants a date picked. That's all he wants. Okay. Well, how about we pick next Wednesday then? I'm fine with next Wednesday. Totally fine with that. All right. And maybe we'll do it at three when you get out. We'll do an early dinner. I'm fine with that too. I mean, I think Bilotti can hang around for three hours in the city, right? And if he can't, you know, one enough, Pete. Quite frankly, enough. And so, yeah, so Bogish could hang around as well because he's done at noon. But right. he should be able to hang around he should, for three hours. You would think Kaplan should be ready to go. When you give him enough clips to pull. Be here till 2.30. I think Cap was here at 3 o'clock yesterday actually working on <laughs> graphics. So, all right. So, uh, and we'll update everybody on that. We do the annual DA show dinner, holiday dinner. We everybody goes out. We shouldn't have to wait on a table, I would think, at 3 o'clock no, on Wednesday. No. But we'll see. Remember, last year we got trapped. I really wanted to have a really good Chinese meal. But we had to go out after our show, and it was like 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock. 
And so there's nothing still open on the weeknight, even though it sounds crazy in Chinatown. It would just, for some reason, I couldn't find a spot that was still open that would have, like, the big serving thing. Although I thoroughly enjoyed the dinner. I oh, fell, it was great. I fell in love with pork buns last year. It was great. But I really want to, like, sit around a big table and, you know, have the, the waiter come out and, you know, do the whole thing, not just like a dingy... New York divey Chinese place. Well, we are in the time slot to make that happen. So, yes. Yeah, so, 3 o'clock, maybe on Wednesday, I'll try to find a nice sit-down Chinatown place around here, and we can just go to town with, like, Mugu Gai Pan. I, I won't even try to pronounce that, but I'm in. All right. Mugu Gai Pan. Okay. So, side B of the PGP coming up now. Um, a little uh, favor from me around the holidays. Uh, I would like you to go to my YouTube page, and that is the Nomad Series, and subscribe. It would mean a lot to me trying to make sure that we spread the love around the holidays and we put a lot of work. I put a lot of work into all the episodes of Nomad, my travelogue series, and I would love it if you subscribe because that means that I know when I make them and I put them out that they're at least getting to your inbox. Whether you watch them or not, you just get a notification and it tells you, hey, there's a new episode of Nomad out. Click here if you want to watch it. So you don't even have to watch it, but I would love if you subscribe because then I know that what I'm doing and the work that we're putting in is actually getting to you guys. So just go and search my name and Nomad or my name in YouTube. You'll see my channel. It'll be the Nomad logo. And uh, just hit subscribe. Obviously, it's free, and that would mean a lot for me around the holidays. That would be my gift from you guys. I would appreciate that very much. Side B of the PGP right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Moraz, the executive producer of the A Show and host of Side B on the PGP, joined by the body, Pete, the body, Bilotti. Pete, what's up? Oh, what's going on? You sounded like you sounded like you were doing a rap there. A, a rap when you were introing the uh, the podcast. Well, I was I trying to doing like yo 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 yo. I thought you were gonna do something like that. I was trying to bring a little energy, um, a little different than you just going coming back with what's going on. The juice, a little, no juice. Well, before we get into you, <laughs> this PGP has really been. All behind the scenes. If you just listen to side A, which I assume you did, I assume you didn't just fast forward to side B to hear us, That's right? But Everybody who's a DA show listener, and DA was just bringing up retrospectives on the air in the five-year anniversary coming up of the DA show. Anybody who's listened is should be aware of the old bit we used to do, Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller, which we did a lot in the nights, where <laughs> Joey has these dulcet tones, and he could deliver bad news, but make it sound okay. And we had a, a whole bit for a long time in the nights going with this. I don't think we've done it once since moving to this new uh, morning time slot, because... Joey, frankly, isn't around. Well, Joey is over at WFAN in New York today, <laughs> which is our sister station, CBS Sports Radio, and we basically share one giant newsroom because they don't want to separate, separate the two entities, if you will. But Joey, as Pete is hocking up a Lukey, Joey just gets done apparently screaming at somebody on the phone, and we don't know what's going on out there. Now, Joey, what's up? Yelling at a UPS worker on the phone. I have no problem saying that name. <laughs> Because apparently yesterday when it rained in New Jersey, they delivered a 50-inch TV that Joey ordered on a Cyber Monday sale, but Joey wasn't home, and they delivered it in the rain, and now the box is soaking wet and the TV's ruined. And he demands that they take it back, and they and they bring him a new one. And he was screaming uh, about incompetence and all that. So now I'm just trying to picture Joey Waller doing the breaking bad news. The good news is... We have your 50-inch TV. The bad news is we've left it out in a monsoon, <laughs> and you'll never be able to use it. He would... That would happen to him. Oh, it's that, that would happen to, and it'd be I could see them him there now with the checkered shirt, and the and the sneakers and the jeans standing outside 
with the rain pouring down, talking to somebody on the phone, walking around like he just got attacked by uh, a cowboy. <laughs> and the funniest part about this is if you fo- follow Joey Waller on Twitter, because he interacts a lot with us uh, for from time to time. I'll give him the cheap Twitter play. He doesn't really bring anything to the table. It's at Joey Waller. Brings nothing to the table. If you're a Seton Hall fan, maybe you want to follow him. (laughs) He seemingly is always home. Like, one of the great mysteries for Joey is he does updates on WFAN and 1010 wins in New York. He no longer does them at CBS Sports Radio. But he's not full-time. Like, he he does part-time shift work. Yeah, but... But but the point I'm going to get at, Pete, is nobody seems to know how... He works that much part time that he affords his own place and does all this. And we've brought this up to him in the newsroom, like Joey, what do you do? And he well, laughs about he it. He does news, doesn't he? Do news, news twelve? No, he hasn't done news twelve in three years. This is all part of it. <laughs> oh, that's so he was, far behind I am. yeah, he was a news twelve anchor, and he had another like New Jersey sports show. None of these things exist anymore for Joey. And whenever any of us call him out on it in the newsroom, he just laughs at us, like, no, I guess you'll never know. So, like, long story longer. Joey's always home tweeting about nonsense, and it just happens to be the one time he's not home. UPS delivers him a TV in the pouring I rain. I see, see him being a buyer or a, um, uh, like, he shopped for, like, dollars or something. Yeah, I, Bitcoin mining, <laughs> yeah. whatever whatever Joey's doing. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, the summation, the behind-the-scenes on Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller. That's the latest from Joey Waller, if you've wondered what happened to him as we but talk yeah, retrospectively. Joey Waller's in porn, and that's how he's making money. Jeez, well, anyway, now, Pete, let's get to you. We just discussed a lot of you on side A that you haven't even heard. You, Pete, have been around radio for how many years now? Uh, Well, been around radio since... Forget college. I'm talking about professional radio. uh, uh, Over a decade. Over a decade. Okay, that's some hard time, as they would say, putting into the radio business. Yes. And as DA and myself discussed, you have worked with some of the great shows of all time, Mike Francesa. Some of the worst shows of all time will not be named. Some of the morning shows that we've had here on CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) You've worked all over the map. You've seen it all on radio. And we have to ask, today, which was a Wednesday in December in the year 2017, was this your favorite day working in radio of all time? One of them. One of them. Okay. And the reason we would bring it up as one of your favorites is because, A... We felt like we had a mental breakthrough with you, with Katie Linendahl coming in and bringing you a gift, which we had some fun with you not being able to open, and you getting the pants, which showed that Katie Linendahl put real thought into what she was going to get. And, it, and you had even said it, it's, it's about the thought. Yeah. And then you follow that up with that near-emotional moment with you with having WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley on the show to follow. That was a big hour for you. <laughs> and, and we saw the glee in your face. So if that wasn't the greatest radio moment for you in your professional life, I have to know what is. We're, we're going full behind the scenes here, Pete. Wow. Um, I promised EA I would ask this. I, I think, I think um, you know, working close with certain talents, I think, in general. Okay. Like le- legendary talents. I, I love working on this show. I think, I think um, working with Francesca was a big moment for me. I felt that Mike um, really put his neck out for me. Uh, uh, saw the, what he, what I thought was unjust, and he stuck his neck out and brought me in, and I I'm always grateful for that. Uh, so working with Mike, um, working with Tiki, I I, I think I think Tiki Barber, getting, get, yeah, get, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other. Tiki. <laughs> uh, working with Tiki, uh, uh, and, and getting to know him as a friend, 
Um, I and you two are very close. It should be, you know, that's got to be a cool moment. Yeah, you being close, close with a guy yeah. who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, and that's an that's the fan in me, like right? The fan in me. Um, from that regard, from a broadcasting standpoint, just working with a lot all these talents, uh, you know, from DA on and and, and Steve. You Summers. don't have to keep mentioning DA. No, no, but I'm just uh, for the sake of the podcast, okay. uh, branding. Okay. Know? Oh, <laughs> like we more DAs, than you. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so it. I think just working with the just the the, ex, the experience of working with the talents uh, was is always was my big memories of of this business. Um, and today was was special because I you know was someone that appreciated the work I do. I that I don't think anyone does. I think that it's very you know it gets lost sometimes in the shuffle around here of of, of the of the the hot story, the hot person of the of the year, of the of the week, of the time. Uh, and you know, like you got guys back here that are that are working equally as hard, and and that's 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 what I say with that. Yeah, and I said this in side A, and you should know you're one of the most underappreciated people in the business because, and I can admit I'm not like this. You have so much pride and care for a company, and a lot of people have pride and care for companies, but sometimes the companies don't love them back. And I'm not saying that's not the case with you, but you know. I credit to you for actually caring and having pride, and that's why we love you here on the DA it's, show. It's just the nature. I was telling DA that. I, you know, I was not a good football player. I was not a good wrestler. I did those in high school and middle school. Stunning. And I stunk. <laughs> but I never gave up until the end of the year. I, I, I never quit on a team mid-year. We had many people that did that. I would never do that. Um, it's just the way I was raised. And, and I, I, you know, and I appreciate that, your thoughts there. Um, That's good to know. So you're it, never a quitter, no. and admitting that you stunk at sports is I hard did, to do. I did. I I know where I, I know where my place is, and I know what I have left to accomplish. But um, you know, when you see something like that, it, it's it works. No, I was just it, saying goodbye to DA out the glass oh, okay. behind you. So yeah. there you go. But um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a great accomplishment, and. We can get into other stuff about that on, for another time. But, right. No, no. We, but, yeah. we just wanted to get inside the mind of, of you. This has been a real a real PGP-centric over you. Oh, yeah. No, well, it, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I love radio. I, I love, you know, creating it and being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's times where you're very frustrated. Yeah. And and everyone is oh, at for that sure. point. And, and I wear my pride on my sleeve. I will say what I need to say. Uh, but I'm not the type of guy that's going to go around sucking up to everybody. That's not me. Well, that's for sure. That's not me. I, I will. I, I do things straight and narrow the right way, and, and work work hard, and you know, and, and try to be as creative as I can. Well, that's a great answer, out of Pete. Now, before we let you go on rap side B, oh, I feel terrible today. To Sorry. bring this 180, I know you don't feel good. <laughs> all right, and you could no comment this, or you can go off on this, but I'm giving you the forum. On Sunday, on Twitter, for so those of you who follow both of us, we saw this altercation take place. There is a producer at WOR in New York, producer of New York Mets baseball broadcasts. I'll just say his name is Joey Baboots. He used to work with us at WFAN before CBS Sports Radio launched. He is the kind of guy on Twitter, and I have always been friendly with him. I personally have been. He's the kind of guy on Twitter that wants to tag people's Twitter handles that are celebrities or big athletes and, you know, oh, great. And he's the kind of guy who's begging for somebody to retweet him of importance, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We all mm-hmm. seen these people on Twitter. I call out these people, and I called him out. You had a great comeback to this. And he took to Twitter 
to bash you, and I thought take an absolutely uncalled for low blow and claim that you wanted the job that he now has, which whether it's the case or not the case isn't the point. The point is who the heck takes the social media to publicly try to say that and act better than you and Snooty below you. And as much as I've been friendly with this guy, I thought that was out of line and ridiculous, especially on a public social media forum. You guys kind of went back and forth. Some of our listeners may have seen this. If they were following us, it was kind of, you know, a little more entertaining than the 425 games Eastern on Sunday. Is your forum here on the PGP, is there anything you'd well, like to a, say about this? Guy, that's a guy that doesn't have confidence in himself. And I'll put my, I'll put, if he wants to go the work route, I'll put my resume up against his any day. Just because he didn't, just because he got a position not based on merit uh, doesn't make him the right person for the position. But that's that person's call. And and I have no issue with that person that made that call. Um, I have an issue with personal things like that coming out on, on social media with no provocation to really warrant it. That's totally um, fair. I will not talk about this man further because you have to be a little bit radio relevant in order to understand who he is. Um, I wish him all the best on a show that no one listens to. Um, so enjoy that. Um, but I'm very happy with my resume, and I'll put it up against anybody's. Well, as you could tell, to bring this side B full circle, Pete learned a lot from Mike Francesa in his time with working with him. And that's going to wrap it up for what was a really in-depth PGP. I feel really feel good about this one. And I hope you guys, too, if you enjoyed it, tweet at us. Pete's Twitter handle is... CBS Pete the Body. And my Twitter handle is at CBS. Have a great weekend, everybody. Get that holiday shopping done. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.